Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Welcome to Crossbody Fork. My name is Evan. I am Javier. This week we're diving into the career of an ROH mainstay of like the last decade. Yeah, yeah, like the tens. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a very much a tens into twenties guy. Yeah, Matt Taven. Javier, who's Matt Taven? Matt Taven is. I, I mean, I guess. You could say he he really started his career really popped off in Ring of Honor. I mean he he won the the top prospects tournament back in like 2013, I think it yep, was 2013. Uh, joined up with Truth Martini. You know he he he's I guess he's most known uh, for the gimmick that he has nowadays, which he's a member of the Kingdom. Yes, um, the Kingdom you know has had two different variations. Um, he's most known for for his time with with Mike Bennett. Uh, Maria Canellis was there as well. Uh, yeah. Adam Cole was in the group at one point. There was that weird few couple years there where he was in it with TK Orion and Vinny. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Marseglia. Yeah, that dude. Um, but no, Matt Taven. I mean, Matt Taven is a guy who, when I think of Matt Taven, I think of Ring of Honor because Matt Taven's whole career has basically been Ring of Honor. It still it's is actually, to this day. It's actually pretty wild. His... Uh, his first match was March 7, 2008. Uh, his first year, he's working for things called Top Rope Promotions and Collision Pro Wrestling in the Northeast because he's from Massachusetts. He's no, from he's not. Where he is, is he from? from New Derry, Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yes, he's billed from Massachusetts. I will say, funny story about Matt Taven is uh, a few, couple years back um, when he was the Ring of Honor World Champion. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yes. Yeah, spoiler alert. Um, he threw out the first pitch at a Red Sox game that I went to. Interesting. I didn't know I didn't know that Taven was throwing out the first pitch. I'm just at the game and they're throwing out the first pitch and oh shit, it's Matt Taven wearing the Ring of Honor title. Oh, it's Matt fucking Taven. Now was there with my dad who didn't know who the fuck that was, obviously. <laughs> March seventh, two thousand eight is when he started. And by two thousand by May two thousand nine, he was in Ring of Honor doing yep. some work. Which is pretty wild like only a year in like ring of honor obviously is an indie or at least it was an indie but it's like the highest level of indie you really had at the time yeah i mean by that point uh really the feeder for roh was czw um which is how adam cole got there because i believe adam cole also started in 2008 which is weird to think of adam cole in czw at all like you say sense. that, but I mean, his team with with Kyle O'Reilly was like the best part of CZW for a while there. Still, just so weird. And they were like a year in. Yeah. Um, it's also weird because they both started. I believe him and Tavens, Adam Cole and Tavens, started at the same year. But Adam Cole is probably like five years younger. I believe Adam Cole is only like thirty two or thirty three. I thought Adam Cole was pretty uh, pretty old already too, because Tavens no. thirty seven. Oh, he's only 33. Okay. Yeah. 
Okay, so he's like four years. Like I remember Adam Cole was like projected when he was going to WWE and all this stuff. He's like fucking twenty eight, you know. And he was over his shit. And now he's, he's an AEW. And so is Matt Taven. The Kingdom, as in in one of its original forms, is in AEW. Uh, Mike and Maria Canellas. I refuse to call him Mike Bennett because he he lost the last name. Too late. You don't get it back. Hey man, all I'm saying is, uh, Kyle O'Reilly's out with back injury. Bobby Adam Fish Cole is something gone. to do. But Adam Cole did attack the Bucks last time he was around. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm did saying. you did you see the clip a couple weeks ago? Of Bobby Fish cutting a promo in Impact. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He just got no reaction. He's like, it's just like, tell me, where's the lie? Shut the fuck up. It, it's like on the level of when Brian Christopher came back in WWE and nobody gave a that. shit. Oh my I God. You have to watch that. that. I don't remember what exactly what the, the surrounding thing was, but Jerry Lawler was in the ring and they surprised him with his son, Brian Christopher. And there was no pop. Absolutely. He's, he's doing the like Grandmaster Sexay dance and everything. No pop, nothing. Just stunned silence. It's also up there with the It's Christian line from uh, Todd Grisham. Yeah. It's Christian. It's it's Christian. Yeah, it's Christian. Be excited. You're not. Matt Taven, like you said, won the 2013 top prospect tournament, which earns him a shot at the ROH TV title. And that's actually where our first match takes place. We talked about Adam Cole. Guess what? Our first match is against Adam Cole, the ROH 11th anniversary show for the TV title. Back in 2013, I think Adam Cole had already been ROH world champion at this point. Really? 2013. It's either he had been, or he is about to win it for the first time after Mm. he, after uh, he gets, I don't remember. I just know that he beats uh, Jay Briscoe. Mm. So, uh, Taven is aligned with a man named Truth Martini. Uh, oh, Javier, fuck. what the fuck? What the fuck is a Truth Martini? Truth Martini is the fucking most annoying piece of shit, worst goddamn manager in the history of professional wrestling. Don't get me wrong; the man is a heat magnet. Truth Martini, if you're aligned with Truth Martini, you are fucking heel of all heels because there is nothing that 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 makes truth martini likable and anyway I, th- I think i've seen this name show up so often because part of the part of our research and everything is to when we're, anyone's in roh just look at the cards and you always see somebody being accompanied by truth martini like he was there it sounds like forever and well just Jay so annoying big big run the the one from like five years ago the, the house the of truth that, right yeah he was the house of truth which truth martini yeah. Well, Truth Martini helped Taven win the tournament. Uh, he used a book to hit somebody named Thomas uh, and let Taven win the tournament. And so Truth Martini is out here with Taven. How would you describe his outfit, Javier? Man, Tom Cruise in Rock of Ages. I was going to say, like, discount Party City stripper. No, but but you know I'm right. You are but right. You no, know I'm right. Tuxedo tights, a weird jacket, and a top hat with his hair sticking out. I I don't understand fashion anymore. Uh, was this was this ever popular? There's no way this was ever popular. Truth Martini had a run where he was popular in a heel way. Like he wasn't getting babyface reactions, yeah. but he was extremely over as a heel. 
in that like everyone fucking hated his ass. Good. It's all you can ask for. Uh, Adam Cole looks a little bit like a baby. Uh, he, like 20. <laughs> he has so many Panama sunrises left to experience. So many sunrises ahead of him. It's crazy. He's like 21, 22 at this point. Speaking of weird things, on commentary, Matt Hardy's on commentary. Yeah, I just say, oh, hey, Matt. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Um, Cole, this is the weirdest form of Adam Cole where he had the long hair, but his face kind of, it was he was very young still, so he had a little yeah. bit of the baby fat, and his face looks boxy a little bit. And then a he little. had that weird, like, chin strap goatee type deal. It, Adam Cole matured. In a way that that was very good. Yes, you know, he, aged, he aged he gets, very well. He gets the beard in, or you know, it's it's just he didn't look good with that goatee, man. The the day a man's mustache connects to his beard is the happiest day of his life. I wish I can get there. I just have like certain. There's you're like so little hairs. There's you're little so, hairs in the way. You're so but it's close. not there yet. Uh, what do you think of the actual in ring action? Have you seen this before? No, hell no. I don't fucking watch Matt David matches, man. What are we? We're doing a whole episode on Matt Taven. You pick Matt Taven. You come in here saying, I don't watch Matt Taven matches. Here's, here's, here's the fucking way I explain Matt Taven to people. You know, like he's a mainstay, real honor, world champion, all this stuff. Matt Taven is like the luckiest dude in the world because okay. he stumbled into the kingdom, which the kingdom ended up being big because of fucking Adam Cole. The kingdom is a dead gimmick without Adam Cole or Maria Kanellis. Those are the only two ways. Like, have you ever seen that gif of Maria and Carl Anderson, like, dancing and then AJ breaks it up or whatever? I plead the fifth on finding that on Twitter. I know you have. I know you have. (laughs) But that's a match they had against the kingdom. Um you know, it's it's just like the the reason why he got over was because Maria Kanellis and Adam Cole. That's literally it. Uh the guy is fucking fine. You know, he's literally give me give me a WWE comp for Matt Taven. Like nowadays? Nowadays or like like historical comp? He's Either the or. fucking... Uh, I don't know. He's like fucking Baron Corbin. You know? Like he's fine. Like he, he's not yeah. bad enough to not be featured. But he's not good enough to be prominently featured. I do think... And I'm going to give him... Uh, mainly it's to make sure people still listen to the rest of the fucking episode. But I do think that he gets... His in-ring work is pretty good. And some of the tag matches in are really, really good. Here's the thing, though. He's really good when he's one of. One you of? Know, he's one yeah. of the pieces. Yeah. There is, t- There are two one-on-one matches in this podcast. And that says something. And he's not the better in any of them. <laughs> is he Billy Gunn? No, like, because I like feel like Billy, Billy Gunn? Gunn has Billy Gunn has more natural charisma. He has like this presence. That's because he's like six him. nine and his and his father ass. Yeah, but like Billy Gunn, when you don't have to put a mic on him, when he's just facial expressions and doing his fucking jig and all the other shit, Billy Gunn's great. I like you, know? you called what he does a jig. When he's doing his shtick, he's fucking great at it. Matt Taven doesn't even have that. You know, he's just he's just. He's a he's a solid in-ring performer here. I mean, we get into the first match. There's there's a lot of early exchanges here. Cole's getting the advantage because, you know, Adam Cole is the champion, whereas this guy's the fucking top prospect. It is really Even weird though- to see Adam Cole go through a whole match and not point at himself and say, baby. Like, it's right. very weird. 
It's weird how Adam Cole's like the veteran air quotes in this match, even though he's like four he's or younger five years younger. And he's been working the same amount of time. It makes no sense. He's younger. A lot of early mat work. Uh, Cole with an atomic drop because Taven tries to leapfrog him. I really like that spot. We get a nice neck breaker by Cole. Uh, Taven sends Cole to the outside, attempts a suicide dive. Taven's a big fan of suicide dives. Yeah. Uh, but not after this because Cole kicks him in the fucking head as he dives. Yeah, that jumping enziguri that, that Adam it's Cole It's really does. nice. It's great every time he fucking does it. Yeah, it's really good. Still to this day, it's awesome. Um, at one point, Truth or uh, Cole gets on the apron, goes for a springboard of some kind. Truth pulls him down, um, and Taven runs off the ropes and clotheslines him off the apron. Um, Cole does get the advantage back, uh, starts running after Truth Martini, but on the other side of the ring, Taven catches him with a spinning heel kick. It's always funny when you see the guy lying in wait because you could see Taven on the camera. And you know Cole can't see him. Like, I wonder what moves he's going to hit. Well, he also just doesn't care. You know? Yeah. It's great. Cole just wants to chase after the small dude. He wants to pull him by his stupid little carrot top hair. Well, it's the only guy. Truth Martini looks like a troll doll. That's what it is. No, he looks, he looks like the fucking, he looks like the Mad Hatter. He does look like the Mad Hatter. Uh, you That's beat me there. Like. <laughs> God. No, you know what it was? Truth Martini is the Mad Hatter. Fucking Matt Taven is goddamn Tom Cruise in Rock of Ages. It's it's a terrible, terrible combo. Uh, Taven with a backbreaker, two count, uh, suplex and a kip up. We're seeing a lot. Like he's got he's got a bag. He's got a bag. Yeah, he's just like that back bag. roll into an enziguri. Uh, Cole gets the advantage back. He does that. He does like an fu into a neckbreaker that I never remember what it's called. I know what the suplex one is called. That's the Bushigaroshi. That's the thing. Is uh, I wrote down. I'm like. Is that Nushikaroshi? Because it's not quite. No, that's the suplex one. Yeah. The, the neck breaker one's the one that freaking AJ uses, and I never know yes. what the hell to call it. Um, Cole drop kicks Taven out of the air when he goes for a dive. And then we have to do a hard stop because Matt Hardy on commentary calls Nigel McGuinness a racist towards him. I did not hear that. What? He says that Nigel McGuinness is racist towards him. Now tell me, Matthew. How does the British white man, how is he racist towards you, the American white man? What are you doing, Matthew? Now, Matt was on drugs at this point. (laughs) So, like, slight benefit of the doubt. Hey, man, I say something, someone's being racist all the time. But guess what? I don't say it about other Spanish people. Anywho, other shit happens. Uh, Taven goes up top, like you said, Cole drop kicks him out of the air. Taven reversed the suplex, it's a swing neckbreaker for a two. Uh, then we get a really good series here by Cole. Sunset flip powerbomb, release German and a shining wizard. And I was like, oh, okay. And then Matt Hardy does talk more shit where he says, I would never let Adam Cole do that to me. I love, I, I love heel Matt Hardy. I don't love when he says that other people are being, like other white people are being racist to him. That's weird as hell. But yeah, that's weird. Man. Like big money Matt is very funny. Uh, Cole does a float over apron DDT. Um, he then misses a splash, but ends up hitting the bush. Yeah. Uh, he puts on, a, he slaps on a figure four. Um, but that gets broken up by truth who helps Taven get to the ropes. At one point, Cole stomps on truth. Martini's fingers, which is great. It's good stuff. Ruin Let me day. get to the finish. Cause this match isn't that long. No, it really um, isn't. Uh, 
Cole hits the ropes. When he hits the ropes, Truth hits him with the the clipboard, which is basically just the top prospect contract. The like. Book of Truth, they called it. Oh, is it? Oh, I thought the it was Book the of Truth. Taven hits the rose plant, which I, I know is Bailey's finisher nowadays. He calls it's, it the it's called the climax. Climax. Yeah. Uh, which I didn't have. They didn't. They didn't say the name of it, so I just wrote it as weird ass swinging DDT. <laughs> what? It's just a face plant from the knee. Yeah, it's still weird. Taven wins. It's the rose he's, plant. It's Bailey's ROH. finisher, dickhead. It, Bailey's finisher is and forever will be the Bailey to belly. Don't you dare fucking talk to me. Anyways. Hungers uh, unite. One, two, three. New Ring of Honor TV champion. There is That's a fan it. who has like a like the full Undertaker stunned face. Like, sh- And I'm like, really? You're shocked about Adam Cole losing to Matt Taven? Brother, Adam Cole's 22. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll be uh, Ring of Honor World Champion. Unless do you know year. who? Do you know who Taven would lose the ROH uh, TV title to? Take a guess. No man, fucking Jay Lethal. He is currently employed by WWE. Currently, that's half the roster. I know, but I figured I'd narrow it down for you a little bit. Tommaso Champa. You are absolutely correct. Hey, <laughs> he would lose it at Final Battle 2013. <laughs> to Champa. Well done. Of course he loses a fucking final battle. That dude's never won a final battle match. We will we will talk about that. That's for, that's a good thing. In between this match and our next match, Taven actually would lose our like he would leave our wage for a bit. He left in August of 2014 and would return in November 2014 to team with Michael Bennett as Kingdom. And that's where he left for three months. Which I, I saw that I was like, that is that a leave or is that like a leave of absence? Like like hey, just don't don't book me for three months. Just wasn't on TV, brother. I'm going to Cabo. Uh, our next match is in 2015. ROH All-Star Extravaganza 7. It is the Kingdom versus the Young Bucks versus Addiction, which is Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian. This is quite the match. This is the match I would recommend everyone go watch. It's not the best match, but it's the most fun. It is the hardest, ma- one of the hardest matches to uh, describe the action. We are not did, going to be able to do it. Did you watch it on normal speed or speed sped up? I slowed it back down. It was it I started at 1.5 and I slowed it back down to one. So I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Brother, 2015 Young Bucks are so fucking fast. I I don't know if I've talked about this. I hated the Young Bucks. Really? I did. I hated the Young Bucks. Wow. I thought they were just the douchiest people on the planet. I I I only and that's the thing is is I I figured that was the gimmick, but it was something about them like I feel like this is just them turned up, and like it's it's super. They're the nicest people in the world. I learned that later, and then that's the thing is like as I've seen them grow, I'm like, oh okay, they're actually awesome. That and a friend of mine said he's like, look, if we were a tag team, we'd try to be the Young Bucks because they're that because being annoying is much more fun than being baby faces. And if you can be annoying baby faces, that's the dream. You know, you know what's the hardest thing in the world to do, which is why I respect them so much for being able to pull it off. Say Worcester Sire. That that's that's the hardest thing in the world to do. Are you talking about Worcester Worcester Sire sauce? Yeah, that's the hardest thing in the world to do. Anyways, what was your answer? The Usos. Be yeah, like the, the, the like serious yeah. heels who are like. It's really hard to be a serious, like, cool heel. Yes, you know? but they've pulled it off. So Roman well. Roman does it really well too. 
Roman's not a fucking heel anymore. I don't care what anyone says. Roman Reigns is just that fucking guy. He is just, he is the head jock that everyone respects. And then he's got his funny guy next to him in Sami Zayn. Like, God, God bless him. Sammy. You know who he, it's fucking 21 Jump Street. That's what that is. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Daniels, this outfit. I know he used it a lot. I get it. Uh, it's a big fucking no from me. And the, you know what's the funny thing is? It's not his worst gear. No? Have you ever For seen the- Curry Man? Oh fuck! I, yes, I forgot. I thought that I thought there was something <laughs> further down the. Curry on his head. I thought there was something further down the like Nazi enthusiasm line that this this one is clearly fucking getting close to. Curry man is a motherfucking. It's the number one. Curry man might be the worst gimmick of all time. <laughs> worst worst gimmick draft would be a very fun special edition podcast. Oh, it is 100% happening because we're going to get to the point where we can do it. And yeah. I'm telling you right now, number one pick is going to be Naked Midian. Uh, sure, I'll take Mordecai and we'll go from there. <laughs> um, I Like I said, I feel like trying to go through all the action in this match would be a nightmare. I could try. <laughs> we, let, we'll we'll kind of hit the big spots. Okay, so the Bucks pull out the addiction as soon as the match starts. It's fucking yeah. super kick them. <laughs> they yes, get into the ring. There's a, there's a whole little like action. Taven hits a su- Taven and, and Nick Jackson hit suicide dives on both members of the addiction. Yeah. Bennett then follows that up with the tail pick on Hilo on the both. Yeah. Um, and then Nick follows that up with a big old dive himself because Matt Jackson doesn't like doing fucking dives apparently. <laughs> I'm so glad you can tell the Jacksons part. I still don't know. Well, one ha- one is brown hair, one is black hair. I don't know, man. What H? What 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 fucking uh, definition do you think I'm watching these in? Also, Nick, Nick is like really skinny, and Matt is like bigger. Do you know how fast these fucking boys are rock- running around, <laughs> super kick people in identical clothes? All right. Look, man, I don't know. It's easy for me to... T- it's like it's like my fucking... Two of my best friends are fraternal twins, you know? But they, like, they like kind of look identical. They're, yeah. like, they're identical for anyone who hasn't known them for a very long time. But I could, like... Like, and me at this point, they may as well be two completely different human beings. That's fair. Uh, in terms of when the actual match starts properly, it's Daniels and one of the Bucks. Yes. It's, Which one? It's Matt. It's Matt. Okay. Uh, and Matt gets worked on for a bit. Kingdom especially. The, Taven does a blind tag. Kingdom isolate Matt for a while. They try to do the Hardy Boys moves, which I found interesting. <laughs> Bennett connects the Swiss Fate. Taven tries the Swanton. Nobody home. Yeah. Uh, um, at one point, Matt super kicks, uh, gets the super kick off, and then there's a hot tag to Nick, who is just fast as fuck, boy. This is where I slowed the match down. I was like, what <laughs> is happening? Um, Nick tells Daniels to suck it Then hits a moonsault on Frankie uh, Daniels then goes to the rope And tries to use that like rope assisted Like moonsault Basically the Sami Zayn The Sami yeah. Zayn moonsault um, uh, Matt grabs him by the legs And Nick super kicks him from the outside In like a tree of woe Because it is incredible Yeah, yeah it's great it's a cr- I don't even know how you think of that spot But it's a fucking the, amazing that's spot That's the thing I think that I have appreciated with the Bucks more As I've kind of watch them more i'm like in terms of coming up with spots there's only so many things to do in a wrestling ring you know what i mean yeah and the bucks consistently are like what's some weird shit we can pull what's something what's something different we can do 
like call them spot monkeys or whatever all you want. Those guys are fucking geniuses when it comes to creating spots. If the spots are good, I don't give a shit. And the thing is, they come across very natural. It's not like a big set. You know, when you can tell spots coming and you're like, okay. Also, they're not the fucking main events, man. Like this era, Young Bucks, when they were like nuclear heat, but like also like the most popular act in the indie scene. Like, yeah, sure. Call them spot monkeys all you want. The main event's still fucking Adam Cole or Kenny Omega or whatever the fuck. Like, they're doing this shit in the undercard. I don't care what you do in the undercard of a pay-per-view. I just don't. Like, if it's fun, cool. I don't care. Like, I don't. if it's a spot fest, whatever. It's fun and entertaining. Wrestling comes in all different kinds of varieties. If the, As long as the main event isn't a spot fest, which I guarantee you it probably was, because it's all-star extravaganza and it's 2015 yeah. Ring of Honor. But that's beside the point. Maria gets on the apron for a little bit. Kingdom get in the ring. One of the Bucks just takes him down with some offense, including a nice leaping tornado DDT. You get a blind tag of Kazarian in for Daniels. Daniels hits a suicide dive onto two on the outside. Kazarian's in the ring running shit. Kazarian doesn't do a lot this match. He just pops up, does some shit, gets hit, lies down. Listen, man, Frankie, after a certain point, just just kind of stopped being that fucking guy. Like he was a really like a like kind of like a like a pseudo high flyer guy. You know, we we've seen in the couple of yeah. matches from TNA that that he's been in uh, on this podcast so far. Like he's he's like a pseudo exciting high flyer guy type of guy. But by this stage, especially with the addiction in like the mid 2010s to obviously now with SCU and then now when he's just on his solo stuff, um, he's he's really grounded himself. And by this point, brother just knows he can't keep up. You know, yeah. <laughs> Daniels hasn't realized it yet, but but, but Kazarian definitely has. <laughs> the this is when it breaks down. Like there's just chaos. Yeah. Bucks are clotheslining and double teaming Kazarian. We, we get a kicks. super kick party. Yeah. Um, Daniels uh, hits, hits Angel's wings. Yeah. At one point, he hits the Angel's wings. Uh, somehow that gets fucking. Th- so there's an Angel's wings, and that Angel's wings then leads to a fucking springboard cutter by Frankie. And then Matt comes and hits a super kick. And then Matt just does continual punches into suckets. Like he's punching some. Punch someone, suck it, punch, suck it, punch, suck it. (laughs) So many times. He does it. There's literally probably like 15 suckets. It's a lot of suckets. Um, Bennett hits a spear, turns around, eats the Gargano DDT from, I believe it was Kazarian that hits it. I think so. Uh, At one point, Daniels hits Celebrity Rehab. Nick comes through, hits many super kicks. Many, many, many. Many super kicks. Maria gets on the apron. And Christopher Daniels has no time for this. He is not a simp like Carl Anderson. Oh, no, no. He just right hands Maria off the apron. Just a a solid jab right to the jaw. Bennett charges Daniels. Ref gets knocked down. Somebody in a red mask is here. So uh, somebody in a red mask has been appearing. It's it's Chris Saban. Um, Commentary straight up says it's Chris Saban. Yeah, Saban's been the one appearing in the mask because I believe he got unmasked at one point to reveal mm. himself. He's been helping out the addiction. Um, so when the, the dude in the red mask comes out, he takes out uh, Matt. Or no, sorry, he, he acts like he's about to take out Matt with a super kick yeah. and then ends up super kicking Frankie and then plants uh, Daniels with Saban's finisher, which is the, this I believe, what is it called? The Samoan driver? I don't yeah. know what that move is called. 
uh, and I don't remember what Saban specifically calls it. But so he does all of Saban's moves basically, and it looks like that's it's you know Chris it's Saban, Matt Sa- it's Chris Saban, yeah. It looks like Chris Saban. I don't know if it actually ended up being Chris Saban. That's weird. It might that's have been really Jack weird. Evans, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> so he takes out Daniels. Bucks in with Super Stereo. Super kicks to Kazarian. Taven hits a blind tag. There's a Melter driver to Kazarian. Is that what that is? Melter driver? Yeah. Yeah. And then Taven scoots in the ring, rolls up one of the Bucks, and the Matt. Kingdom win. They Kingdom win the win. tag titles. Yep. The only time they ever won the ROH tag titles. <laughs> what a time. I believe they only ever won it this time. At least this this iteration of the kingdom. I want to say that this is the only time that that group has ever won it. I don't think. I know that there was a feud with the Briscoes at one point, uh, recently, but I I don't think they actually ended up winning the titles from the Briscoes. Mm. Okay, we're gonna take our first break. We get back. We have a promo and one of the weirdest six man teams I've ever seen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Back from the break, we have the Matt Taven promo, Rebuilding the Kingdom. Taven had been hurt, tearing his ACL at Final Battle 2015. This man cannot have a good Final Battle. No. Final Battle no, <laughs> is to, to Taven what under what like WrestleMania is not to Undertaker. It's John Cena at SummerSlam. Yes, that's that's exactly it. Uh, in that time, Bennett left, for, left ROH, so when Taven returned, it was a new kingdom, and he was going to be the leader. And this was kind of like a promo talking about how he's he's the new leader. Hey, hey, where'd Mike where'd Mike Bennett go? Where did Mike Bennett go? I think he went to Impact. I think he went to Impact first, and then he and went then to, went to WWE. Yeah, with a banger of a theme song. I don't think it gets talked about enough. What is this? This is the greatest, greatest. It's it's fantastic. It's a power ballad. How many people are coming up to power ballads? The craziest thing was his whole gimmick was that he was a simp for his wife. Which people shit on him for. And I'm like, I'm sorry. If you're married to Maria Canellis, you're not going to be a simp for her? Yeah. You know who's the weirdo? The Maze. How are you not simping for Maurice all the time? I One, he is. And yeah, two, but you know, he not every, like... He has every reason to. Look, man, I haven't seen that man fucking down on his knees, like kissing toes. You know, like I, like I would be, I would let her fucking walk on me if she needed to get over you a puddle. What they do in their private life? I, I said to you didn't let me finish the sentence, and I don't appreciate that because I said to cross a puddle. Men are putting down jackets. I'd let her walk over me. Use my spine. Uh, what did you think of this promo? It fucking sucked. <laughs> Uh, hey, I didn't think it was that bad. 
I just, I'm sorry, man. I would never think of Matt Taven as fucking anything other than fine. You're, you know? the, you're the type of person who keeps Kofi Kingston out of the main event of WrestleMania. You are like no, Papa. Kofi's fun. <laughs> Kofi's fun. Did you say I'm like Papa? You are like Papa. <laughs> fucking 11. Piss off. No, man. You gotta, you gotta is, let people This is objectively you. not a good promo. It's awkward delivery. At one point, he's yelling at nothing. It's very, it's just so weird. Well, he's doing the Clint Eastwood impression where you yell at an empty chair. He starts it's, off the, the promo on the exact spot that he blew out his knee at Final Battle, which, yes. by the way, I believe he tore his ACL, MCL, like the, the entire yeah. blown knee ordeal. Yeah. Online, it just says the ACL, but yeah. It was bad, man. I, I still remember that. It was not a fun time for him. Um, it was literally like, I think they were facing War Machine, I want to say. Yeah, because they, they went into a few with War Machine. Um, they, they, yeah, they, so he was fa- they were facing War Machine, and then he, he tore it like fucking f- 10 minutes, in, or not even, like five minutes into the match. And then they had to Jesus. go for another 10. It was just That's... Bennett, basically, against War Machine. That sucks. Ants in a row, just rock. Um. He says that uh, he was in pain and all the fans said that he sucked and didn't deserve a spot. They were right. Um, <laughs> says, says, where was, said, said like after he came back, they started like thanking him and all yeah. this stuff. Uh, he said, where were the thank yous where I was getting carried out of the arena to a chorus of booze? Uh, he says he never cared about what the fans thought. This is a really great promo of if you're coming back from an injury, like it's automatically assumed you're going to be babyface, right? This is a great promo in terms of like switching. Is is it the best promo delivery? No, hey man. But in terms of I'm messaging, right it's now, the right one. Nobody, nobody wanted Matt Taven to be a babyface when he came back. He says, "I'm the wrestler. You paid to see me." And then he talks about how one member of the kingdom cares a whole lot about what they think of him in Reseda. What's that about there, Javier? Then he throws up the Adam Cole sign. Yeah, he sure does. Baby. Uh, He could care less. Yeah, says he could care less um, about him, and he's going to reform the kingdom, um, and that they won't be split up with, like, one side winning titles or tag titles in Japan while the other irons the same suit he wears every show. What a what a weird way to say that Japan doesn't want you to show up. What a weird yeah, way to say I, look, that. Yeah, look, man. Here's the thing. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, the Kingdom won the ta- the IWGP tag titles, you know. And then Cole won the ROH champion at fucking at the Tokyo Dome. You know, it's like it's weird. It's a very weird thing. Actually, no, I don't think he won it. I think he lost it to O'Reilly. Um. Anyways, it's just weird stuff. He says that. Uh, that when they, they they come back together, they're gonna stand as one kingdom united. That's gonna take over Ring of Honor once again. I don't remember which WWE game it was, but there was one WWE game where like all the British wrestlers get together and form the European Union, and like in the storyline mode, it's like Sheamus, Regal, Barrett, oh, and somebody know. else, and it's fucking incredible. I tr- I wish I think it was WWE thirteen. I think it was in that story mode. And know, when he when he said a kingdom united, all I thought of was like, we should they should have brought that to real life. Should have had a United Kingdom stable. Would have been good. I mean, they 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 tried with that EU. Uh, oh, the League of Nations, League that of terrible Nations. piece of shit. Even though it had a Mexican in it. Yeah, they're like, all right, we've got three European wrestlers and or no, it was it was 
Sheamus, Barrett, Rusev, Barrett. Rusev and uh, Del Rio, no? Yeah, but we, they've got three Europeans. And they're like, well, what should we do with this last spot? They're like, ah, oh, well, we got Del Rio and nothing to do with them. So, League of Mexi- Speaking of a league, Speaking of a League of Nations. This is a weird fucking This is a weird fucking team. All right. So, Final Battle 2016 it is the finals of the ROH six man tag title tournament. The kingdom, consisting of Taven, TK O'Reilly, and Vinny Marseglia, are facing the fucking indie all stars of 2016, which is Kushida, Leo Rush, and Jay White. What? Okay. What? So Leo Rush, had, I believe in 2016, he won the top prospects tournament. Leo Rush was fucking awesome in 2016, by the way. He truly was. He also was an injury replacement, I believe, for uh, yes, ACH. ACH. Yes. Uh, who had originally replaced him because Leo had uh, bookings in Japan. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, with the, with New Japan. I, I think he was doing some junior stuff over there. Um, Jay White was on excursion. <laughs> Yeah. He did his excursion with Ring of Honor, which is just so weird. Also, Babyface Jay White is just the weirdest thing in the world. I hated it. He's got like the blonde in his hair, and it, it's just yeah, before. He had that, yeah, that when he debuted for Nuge Man, too. A little I bit. know, but it just doesn't look right anymore. You know what I mean? Like, we're um, past it. Yeah, and he's got, he's got trunks on instead of the tights, which is weird. Uh, Kushida being here made sense because I know he he did some stuff with ROH and he, he I think at one point he challenged for the the world title. Um, I, I also just love when Kushida shows up places. I'm like, cool. Hey, you know who's really fucking good? Kushida. Yeah, all three of these guys, pretty good. Yeah. Um, the fun fact: I think I th- I'm almost a hundred percent sure that to win the top prospects tournament in 2016. Leo Rush beat Donovan Dijak. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up for you. You talk I'm about the match. I'm sure. Um, but we start the match off. The the baby faces stick their hands out to do the code of honor. Kingdom does not adhere to it because they're scumbags and they flip off the baby faces. They go to their corner, and Matt Taven like kind of points out to, or kind of points towards the opposite corner for the uh, the two lackeys to go um, charge, which they do. Kushida charge or throws out one guy. Uh, Jay White throws out the other, and then they plancha them out to the outside. Um, Leo hits a C4 on a charging Matt Taven and does his big splash, that weird frog splash that he does where he kind of just like contorts his body and then lets it rip uh, for a near fall. Yeah. And then commentary says what we all know, which is Matt Taven has never won a final battle. That's right. They, t- they bring up how this is like his Achilles heel. Uh Dijak won the 2015 tournament, and then Leo won oh, the 2016. Leo okay. did beat uh, the now Damian Priest in the second round of that that's tournament. What it, I knew it was a tall dude. Yeah. I'm also just looking at some of these old tournaments. One, they had, Martinez, baby. They had Hanson versus Rowe in the finals of the 2014 one. Hanson won, I believe. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, Taven, to make it to the finals against Tadarius Thomas, beat Silas Young and ACH. Silas Young, a man who's honestly probably like 37 now, but has looked 55 he's, for the last. Yeah, he's got that. Years. He's got that Greg Oden problem, you know. <laughs> it's Greg. It's a Greg Oden problem. Also, for in those that, international fans, he's got the Diego Carlos. There you go. Uh, in that sorry, same Diego Costa. Diego in Costa. that in that same problem, that same tournament, uh, Silas Young's first round matchup, he beat Adam Page. So interesting. Anyways, back to the match. Rig of honor, baby. Um, Underweight, baby. 
Jay White gets in the ring. He starts chopping like fucking crazy um, on TK Orion. TK is so skinny. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I have no idea what happened to TK Orion and uh, Vinny, whatever the fuck his last name is. I, no clue. I, I will look it up too because I, I, I'm not sure what happened to them after that. After, after the kingdom split up and, and Taven went on his own, I legitimately have no idea what happened to either one of the two. Um, Leo Rush is so fucking fast yeah. in this match. He is quite li- like it's it honestly it's the fastest I've ever seen anyone. And that is the one thing I will give Leo Rush credit for in his career is the dude is not only so fucking fast, he is crisp as all hell. Yeah. I've never seen Leo Rush botch. No. Like he is his own worst enemy. I mean, as a promo, he's fine. Um and then as you know, it's the outside of the ring stuff that really hindered his career because that dude should have been fucking massive. Vinny went to Impact Wrestling and then left the same time that Bennett and Taven and Canellis did. Okay. That's that's where Vinny was. He was in, in that group. And then nothing is listed for TKO Ryan after October 2020. Yeah, because he didn't really amount to anything. So he probably wasn't doing very well. Um Taven tags himself in, hits a DDT for a near fall. Immediately, Vinny tags himself in, stomps a mud hole on, I believe it's Leo Rush. Yeah, the they're isolating Rush. Yeah. I, T- I, I like Vinny's look. I like Vinny's look. He's got the mohawk. He's got like the bionic arm. He looks like a Street Fighter character. I like he, looks like, he looks like David Otunga if he was on Born on the Wrong Side of the Tracks. David Otunga who didn't get into law school? What? Didn't didn't Otunga go to law school? Oh, you said oh di- oh you said he's a David Otunga that didn't go into law school. Yeah, yeah, he's David Otunga if he was a high school dropout. Um, <laughs> TK does a suplex for a near fall. Um, at one point, Taven hits a pun kick, pump kick, and TK follows that up with a spear for a near fall. Taven's um, got a decent spear for a not big guy. But it was TK that hit the spear. Oh, it was TK with the spear. We do see other Taven spears. Taven spears are not bad. He's got the Christian spear. That's a good comp. Yeah. It's it's fine. Like, it's, it's cool when you see it. It, it doesn't it, look bad. It has impact for a guy who is not big. You know what I mean? It's just not believable, you know? No, the spear should not be done by anyone smaller than, like, Edge. And like, I think edges. Johnny like Johnny Gargano does a spear, and it's it's a bit weird, man. It is like weird. John, I feel like if Johnny Gargano like legitimately shoot speared me in real life, I'd be fine. You'd be all right. I'd be fine. <laughs> um, Leo, Leo fights off uh, Taven and Vinny. Gets the hot tag off to Kuchida, who goes absolutely fucking stupid. Hip tosses, cartwheel drop kick, attempted sunset flip on him, and Kuchida instead does the fucking Val Venus taunt. Love that for him. Choppy uh, choppy pee pee. Locks in the hoverboard lock. Then Which Kushida, looks so good every time. Then Kushida ends up getting worked over in the corner by the other members of the kingdom while O'Reilly talks to the ref. And so now it becomes Kushida's isolator from the rest of them. Yeah, Vinny hits a side rush and leg sweep. Taven hits a springboard moonsault for a near fall. Uh, like you said, they start isolating him in the corner. Vinny does running corner to corner forearms. Uh, Taven prevents Kushida from getting the tag. Ends up eating a, a, a handspring double elbows, double back elbow, like you know, the great Muda who we covered on this podcast. Shout out! Yeah, so excited hey, for Muda versus Nakamura. Fix. We need to talk about that. Muda versus yes. Nakamura. One, it's it, it, 
the, oh, the forbidden door. This is the forbidden door. This is the well, door that makes no goddamn sense. Okay, like, yes, but Triple H has done this before. I'm not sure if you you probably don't remember, but uh, Kenta, Hideo Itami, went, like, they sent him back to Noah to do a match. Right, like, yes, they did. Matches, yes, but they the only did. caveat was he had to be Hideo Itami. They couldn't present him as Kenta. Mm. Um, Nakamura, obviously, it doesn't matter because he's been using the Shinsuke Nakamura name his whole career. Yeah. I'm really fucking excited. I'm so excited. Really fucking excited. The second it got announced, you and I were texting each other and we said like, we're going to figure out a way to cover it on the pod. We haven't figured out. Yeah. It'll be like a matches we missed or something. It has to be. We'll we'll figure out a way. God, it's going to be so good. It's going to be on there. It's going to be fucking great. It might even be in a Shinsuke Nakamura episode down the line. Because you worry about Muda because he's old, obviously. And like, how, but let's Shinsuke's not. Shinsuke's going to lay it in. He's not in Shinsuke's WWE anymore, brother. Shinsuke's going to go fucking it crazy. But also, if there's anybody who can carry him to a really good match at this point, Shinsuke still has him tank. And when he's motivated, Nakamura's so good. A motivated Shinsuke Nakamura is... I would say one of the 10 best wrestlers in the world. Shinsuke Nakamura is Kevin Durant. Send tweet. Send tweet. White gets a hot tag and he looks like a tattooless punk. <laughs> do, you, don't, do you see it? Do you see it now? If if CM Punk had no tattoos, that's Jay White. Like 2008 CM yeah, Punk. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, so well, at least he's not, you know, causing a causing a uh, brawl out weekend. Yeah, he suplexes all three members of the kingdom into the same corner onto each other, which I loved. Uh, yeah. Vinny then gets worked over in the corner by the baby faces, which is nice. White hits a missile drop kick for a near fall. Yeah, and then we get one of the it's it's a weird ass spot, but also kind of cool. Oh, you explain it. It's very weird. Vinny does a Boston Crab through the middle and top rope on uh, Jay White. Kushida then comes from the apron and puts the hoverboard lock on him while he still has the hold on Jay White. Taven then comes through and hits like a superplex Tower of Doom type thing. Yeah. Um, And then Leo comes off the top and hits his big like frog splash onto Taven. Then on the opposite side, TK hits a flying leg drop onto Leo, and White, who was just in a fucking Boston crab and didn't get any of this whole or exchange, gets up and hits a snap exploder suplex on TK. Everybody down. Uh, Leo then hits three suicide dives in a row. Then we get dive by Taven, then one by White. Then it's TK again. Then Kashida off the top rope. There's so many dives. This is what Randy Orton was pissed off about. Yeah, Randy Orton wrote dot 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 dive about this match. This match, he saw it online and was like, "Fuck this!" Uh, Leo with a hurricane round of two count goes for rush hour, gets countered by Taven. White breaks up the pinfall. Taven's isolated in the ring, gets hit with a bunch of quick offense, pinfall attempt, and Vinny is up on top. And instead of trying to break up the pin, just swantons onto the ref's back. Yeah. And my uh, favorite part is you can hear him call for the ref to move closer. Can you? Yeah, he says move. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Todd, what is it? Todd, uh, what's his name? Todd, um, senior referee. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, what's his name? God damn it. I'll look I, up the ROH referees. You talk about the finish. Todd something. He's the senior referee. Um, yeah, he, he fucking, he does a swanton onto him. 
Um, Taven gets the cane because for some reason the kingdom have a fucking cane. He gets a cane shot off on Jay White. Uh, after a little bit of a scramble, a cane shot to Leo Rush. And then they do this like assisted power bomb thing. Yeah. One, two, three. The kingdom win. Matt Taven gets a final battle victory. Todd Sinclair. Todd Sinclair. That's the fuck it is. Finally, the monkey's out the back for Taven. We're going to take our last break. When we get back, two ROH World Championship matches for Matt Taven. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Back from the break, it is ROH TV, June 30th, 2018. It is a ROH World Championship fatal four-way match. It is Matt Taven versus the champ Dalton Castle versus some fucking guy named Cody versus Jay Lethal. This is when Cody was just in his fucking bag. He was fighting everyone. He was a heel in Ring of Honor. And he had like, he, like at this point, I think he had had like a first blood or a last man standing match against Matt Taven. He'd had like a little feud with Jay Lethal. Uh, I think he had challenged Dalton Castle in a one-on-one match already for for the title and lost. Like he is going after everyone. So like, yeah. there's history between everyone in this match and Cody. There's history between um, Lethal and, and and Taven. I think uh, maybe Castle and Taven had a match, but there was interference. So so yeah. Taven, I believe at this point, is calling himself the uncrowned champion because I know that's a thing he went for with with yeah. for a while. Or I th- wasn't also. It might have been also that Taven beat Cody, and Cody never got his rematch for the title. And so he's saying that I it should have been title match, and I should have had it. That's I, well, thought, Taven, I thought I heard commentary say that Taven is the one that's saying he's the uncrowned champion. Yeah, but that's the thing is Cody never got his rematch against Castle. Taven said that since he's beaten Cody, he should be like the champion. So he's the uncrowned champion because it should have been Cody, and then he should have gotten it. Okay. Transitive yeah. property, all that nonsense. Yeah, sure, man. Sure, man. Uh, this Anyways, match is really fun. This was just on Ring of Honor TV. Which is crazy to think of. This is a fatal four-way. Now, admittedly, I know why. Like, I know why this had to be done when it was done, which is something I will get to at the end. Okay. Uh, but just know there's a reason for it. Um, anyways, the match starts... There's, there's a sprawl almost immediately. I believe Cody yeah. and Lethal break off on their own. Yeah, they stay Taven in the ring. Taven and Castle. Castle on the outside. Yeah. Uh, Cody right away does the gold dust drop punch thing that he does. God, um, it's so good. Lethal does a handspring drop kick. Yeah. Or hand. What is that thing? Cartwheel. That's what it is. He does a cartwheel yeah. drop kick. Um, Taven eats a fucking disaster kick. 
Absolutely. He sure does. Knocks him all the way to the outside. He eats it like how I'm going to eat food after this podcast recording. Mm. He just fucking devoured it. Castle with the dive fake out in the strut. I love the Dolan yeah. Castle gimmick. It's so weird. I love it. It's just Tim being a weird dude with the boys. That's right. It's him. the boys. Sometimes it's fun to be a weird dude with the boys, you know? It's just a flamboyant man with boys. Him and the boys. Lethal clears the ring, does a suicide dive onto Castle and the boys, then a dive to Co- uh, to Taven, then yep. a dive to Cody. Oh, but he's not done. Then a dive to, to uh, Castle again, yep. then a dive to Taven. And then he goes to do a dive to Cody. Cody moves out of the way, and he ends up doing a suicide dive onto the fucking bear mascot, the business uh, bear. I have a question. Who the fuck is Bernard the business bear? Uh, I have an answer. I don't fucking know. I'm going to look it up. I want to know. I have no idea. This is when I kind of stopped consistently watching Ring of Honor. So I have no idea what the fuck is going on here. Um, not because of not because Dalton Castle was the champion. I was very pleased that Dalton Castle was his champion. But I just was in college and I wasn't watching wrestling as consistently. Um, anyway, so at one point, Cody gets like a little spray from Brandy, uh, who is who's ringside with him. Um, the referee stops him. Um, while the referee's talking to Brandy and making sure that the spray gets out of the ring, he hits a low blow on Lethal. Just hoofs him in the nuts. It's just, just straight punt to the nuts. Shout out to Ray Guy, RIP. Best, greatest punter in NFL history. You're not wrong. Uh, Matt Taven tries to do a big boot or a boot attack of some kind. Cody catches the boot. Don Castle gets in the ring. Cody like Cody like literally tosses the boot over to Castle, and while Castle's holding on to the boot, Cody just says "yeet" and punts David right in the nards, right in the taint. Castle and Cody end up trading. Castle gets the advantage for little. Cody wants the American Deathlock, locks it in. Uh, Lethal goes up top. Taven knocks him off, and then Frog slashes Cody to break up the move. Lethal hits a combination DDT STO on Castle and Cody. Um, puts a figure four on Castle. This entire match, by the way, I know it's a fatal fork way. It really felt like it was a showcase for Jay Lethal. It really did. He got a lot of shine. He got a lot of the offense here, man. The next thing that happens is Lethal. He wants a macho elbow, and he takes his sweet fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> like, he he is doing the taunt. He's slowly getting up. I'm like, it's not this far in. What are you, Dolph Ziggler climbing a ladder? Like, get the fuck up there. Just just do the elbow. And then he dives, does the dive. Castle sticks his foot up. And I guess Lethal anticipated that. Drops down, does a figure four instead. Yeah, Cody uh, goes to get that. Goes to uh, Picks him up and goes for crossroads. Lethal gets out of it. Taven gets into the ring. A lot of fucking chops on Matt. He Taven. chops Lethal to... Uh, lethal just chops him to death. Yeah, Lethal just fucking continuously chops him. Um, Taven does get uh, a little of the advantage back. Hits a running knee for a near fall. Gets a visual pin. On he a sure roll does up on Castle. It's like eight seconds. The ref was distracted. Do you think this is me th- thinking out loud? Do you think that was a like Taven's obviously a heel, right? Yeah. Do you think that was their way of testing the waters? Like, how would he react? He clearly think, got a visual win. I think it was the way of furthering the whole uncrowned champion thing. That's fair. He got he got the the, the pin on uh, on on Castle, and, and it was clear that coming out of this, if Castle retained, the the route would have been Taven and Taven him Castle, in the yeah. match. Yeah, 
Whereas, you know, like, it, it's just, I don't know, it felt like a weird thing because Lethal's a baby face at this point. Cody's the clear heel. Yeah. Castle Castle's is like the, face. Castle's a baby face, but he, he's got his heelish tendencies to him. Yeah. Uh, and then Tave is a straight heel. Yeah. And so Taven had the roll up and the ref was checking on Lethal. That's why he didn't get the pin. Yes. He's pissed uh, Cody, and for his troubles, he gets fucking crossroads. Yeah, Cody hits the crossroads. Taven just straight kicks out. Which year? 2018, kicking out of the crossroads was like a, like you had to sacrifice something to the gods. Yeah, I believe it was just, I think it might have only been Lethal and Castle of Kick who had kicked out of it at that point. And that's pretty big. Run, which is like two years deep at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we 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 get the crossroads. There's like a three way chop off between Cody, uh, Lethal, and Dalton Castle that ends with just all three of them collapsing. Yeah, everybody's down. Cody hits a snap power slam for a near fall on Lethal. Uh, then we get a series of moves. Cody hits a disaster kick on Castle. Yep. Taven hits the rose uh, the climax on Castle to follow that up. Doesn't do anything about Cody. So Cody breaks up the pin. Yes. And then Lethal gets into the ring and hits a double lethal injection on both Cody and Taven. Which is nuts. Turns then, around. Yeah. Does on. another one to cut to Castle for a two. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> but Taven so Taven pulls the ref out of the ring. Brandy then slaps Taven, who's done nothing wrong. Yeah. Like, if anything, he just saved the match for your fucking husband. Yeah. And then we actually get a commercial, and we get back from the commercial. Cody has a chair, and I was like, okay, good. This is a no DQ match. It's 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 a fatal four-way. But, but then they start talking about, can there be a DQ? Like Which the I could, assume would just be he gets eliminated from yeah, the you get removed four-way. from the match. Which is weird. Um, anyways, Lethal does a fucking suicide dive to the outside, and just eats the chair because guess what? Cody has a fucking chair covering yeah, his body. You lose to chair. Uh, <laughs> Cody's on deal by Taven to the outside onto Cody, and then Taven's like, you know what this match needs? A table. Yeah, he grabs Cody, tells him, "I'm gonna end this once and for all." He goes up to try to hit a superplex. There's a Tower of Doom spot where uh, Cat Dalton Castle hits the power bomb that that ends up putting uh, Taven and Cody through the table. Lethal tries to go for a sneak pin on on uh, Taven, but only gets a near fall. And then we get the finish. Everything yeah. gets cleared out. Cody and Taven are taken out of the ring. And then Castle and Lethal have this great exchange. There's a bunch of pins. There's a couple little moves here and there. But ultimately, Jay Lethal hits a lethal injection out of nowhere. One, two, three. Jay Lethal is your new Ring of Honor world champion. And he would hold it for a bit. Because you're like, well, I thought you said Matt Taven is ROH world champion. He does get that world championship. He would win in a G1 Supercard in a ladder match against Lethal and Marty Skrull. And with that became the second ever ROH Grand Slam winner. And that was not going to be the story. It's so fucking sad that they weren't able to go through with it. Um, Don Castle only lost on Ring of Honor TV because Don Castle had a back injury that was very, very bad. Um, honestly, the fact that Don Castle still wrestling to this day is a bit of a miracle, considering how messed up his back was. The story should have been Taven taking the title off of Dalton Castle if it was going to be anything, but instead it went to Lethal because Lethal, Lethal for ROH is pretty much like the John Cena for a while there, where oh, there's this weird thing, fuck it, put the title on Cena. Yeah, the, or the like breaking. Moxley, 
Moxley now. Yeah. There's there's mayhem in AEW. Put the title on Moxley. The break in case of emergency. Let's just put it on. Yeah, Moxley uh, or Cena. Cass- yeah. Castle had to drop the belt. They put it back on Lethal. Lethal holds it for a while. Marty Squirrel inserts himself into the scene there. We don't really talk about Marty Squirrel these days. I would have put the match in this podcast. I swear to God I would have, but I couldn't find it anywhere. And we don't put highlights. We don't cover highlights. We cover the whole goddamn thing. And we we do the whole matches or nothing. So people, people including you, shit on Taven's title run. Taven should not have been the the Ring of Honor World Champion. The fact that he won that match was insane. It was the shock of all shocks. We've learned that he was a better pick than Skrull for outside reasons. Yes. But. Correct. What made the title run not work? Him. I don't know, man. It's just, he's just, he's just not good, man. It's like, it's like saying, you know, Jinder Mahal obviously had a very bad title run. Yes. Because of the way he was booked, but also because Jinder Mahal should not have been our champion. It's like, imagine if Jinder was booked properly. Like, you know, he had that feud with Orton, but he didn't do the whole Punjabi prison thing. He was just, yeah. he was just normal dude. You know, had the had the match with with Nagamura and everything, and just everything was normal. Like no real outside interference. Just he's just a heel who is champion. It still wouldn't have worked because that yeah. Jinder Mahal character and that performer is just not world champion caliber. That is what I feel Matt Taven's title run was. It's fine. Yeah. But it's he just shouldn't have been the guy, especially at that point of Ring of Honor, where things are very clearly going downhill because they're losing all of these guys to, to you know AEW sprouted up, WWE's picking guys off here and there. Yeah, they really needed someone who who could you know fucking plant the flag and push that company to the point of staying alive because it was obviously you know Ring of Honor eventually just went downhill to the point where Tony Khan had to step in and buy it because it was dead. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that that was Matt Taven's fault. I'm just saying that Matt Taven shouldn't have been the guy to to hold the flag or to plant the flag when it was that fucking dire. Is is Taven being world champion similar to when Eric Young became TNA champion? No, because Eric Young at least like Eric Young was at least really over. Yeah, he's a, just, he was a very over babyface. He was very over as a babyface at that point. Uh, and it's very clear that they only did that because of the whole Daniel Bryan thing. Yeah. Um, the thing with Taven, Taven wasn't over like that. Taven was a heel at that point. Yeah. And then like transitioned to this like, oh, I'm a Ring of Honor veteran babyface, you know? Was uh, he a babyface in this match? No. God, no, was, I was going to say. He was kind of like a tweener, but he, but he was very much like a heel still. He won it in very snarky heel ways, but he was still very much like the I'm an ROH original guy or, you know, ROH through and through all this other bullshit. Um, but no, he was he was I would say he was a heel for the majority of his little of his run for for how long was it? Do you know how long his, his world title run was? One hundred and seventy four days. And it was one hundred and seventy four days too damn long. So the next match that we're covering here is Matt Taven versus Roosh. ROH World Championship, obviously, Death Before Dishonor 2019. Uh, Roosh in the white mask, white suit, white cape. My God, he came to play. Roosh is fucking great. Roosh is I love good. Roosh. I really, really, really hope that it works out for him in AEW because that guy's too damn talented to not be a top star in some company. To be brought down by Andrade. 
not liking people. Sure, man. Uh, my thing with Roosh is like Roosh is so fucking good. I just really hope that he's able to gra- get a get a firm a grasp of the English yeah. of yeah. the English language too. Because it's the like, look, man. I think Pentagon is a uh, uh, a top level one percent type of talent in the Worker. wrestling industry. Yeah. Um, like that guy should have been AEW world champion. Like he would have been AEW world champion by now if it wasn't for the fact that his his promos have to be in Spanish because he doesn't really yeah. speak English. And it's the unfortunate part of it, but it's like I don't know, man. It, it's it's like a, it's like Gaijin champions in New Japan. Like they don't last very long unless they're fucking Jay White because they've established themselves over there because they don't fucking speak Japanese and they're a Japanese based company, you know. Yeah. Uh, whereas here. If you don't speak English, you're you're kind of fucked because you're you know AEW is an American company, you know. Yeah. WWE is an American company, and I hope Roosh gets the the fair shake because I mean, spoiler alert: Roosh wins this match, and his title reign was obviously very weird because of the fucking pandemic, the pandemic and ROH yeah. going downhill and all this other stuff and. It's unfortunate, but man, I really hope it gets a fair shake. In it, it's a shame too because this, like, the presentation of ROH at this point is really good. Yeah, dude, the lighting is fantastic. The lighting is awesome. The stage is great. I'm like, wow, like this looks incredible. And then it would go tits up in like 12 months. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. And I mean, lose the title to PCO. Jonathan Gresham would get it at some point here. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. It's true. Uh, in terms of the actual match content, it's it's really good. Roosh with, you know, yeah. uh, a release suplex in the corner. Um, Taven takes him to the outside, toss him in the barricade repeatedly, once, including once into uh, Dragon Lee and Roosh's dad. Yeah, for those who don't know, Roosh and Dragon Lee are legit brothers. Legit brothers. They are uh, They are the, 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 the hermanos, uh, whatever the fuck their name is, Lee or Dragon or whatever. Uh, Rouge gets the advantage, starts tossing Taven around the outside as well. Taven suplexes Rouge off the apron to the floor, which was a pretty nice spot. Yes. Uh, th- there's a lot of good spots in this match, and I thought the story they were telling was really good, where Taven is clearly realizing that Rouge is a better performer than him, mm-hmm. which he knows, because I believe he, I believe these two had interactions when, when Taven went down to CMLL for a while. Yeah, fun. Um, here's a fun fact. Taven is only one of two men to hold titles in CMLL, New Japan, and ROH. Do you do you, do you want to quiz me on what title he held in CMLL? I was going to quiz you on who the other person is to hold titles oh. in those three companies. Oh God! Um, what were the companies? The CMLL, CMLL, ROH, and New Japan. It's not Kenny. Uh, it's is not Kenny. is it an old wrestler? I would say they're a little older. Yeah. Is it AJ? It's not AJ. Ooh. Um, was the Ring of Honor title that they held a world title? It was the tag titles three oh, times. God. Oh, shit. Is it, uh, is it a Briscoe? It's not a Briscoe. That's a good guess, though. Ooh. It's Rocky Romero. I would never have gotten Rocky Romero. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even won- know Rocky Romero was the ROH tag title. Was it, was it with Trent? Uh, no, it was with Ricky Reyes, Davey Richards, and Alex Kozlov. I'm out. Yeah. I'm, I'm out. We learn things on this podcast. We're educational. And like how Facts. we learned that Javier does not like Matt Taven. Facts of the fuck. Even though I picked him. 
back to the back. It's my favorite. You pick, you pick him, and you're still like, "Fuck this guy, fuck this guy." Uh, Matt David, it's a. I'll tell you my thoughts later. Uh, Max, fucking so Matt Taven goes for a power bomb on the ramp that they have set up there. He eats a backdrop. Rouge starts tossing him around barricade to barricade, uh, like like Taven did to him earlier. And then we get the one of the craziest things I've seen in a while. Matt Taven is a fucking scoop slam on Roosh off the apron ringside. Like he's still standing yeah. up there on the apron, does a scoop slam down to the ground. Now, admittedly, the mat is really fucking thick that they have out there. Yeah. You can just tell by looking at it. But that's still concrete down there, and that still sucks. Uh, we get the swing drop kick through the ropes by Taven, then a suicide dive, hits a diving plancha. Taven goes up top, frog splash. Honestly, not a bad frog splash. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I feel like it's a bit hard to mess up a frog splash. It's no sit-out powerbomb, but you know. Oh, no, 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 no. No. So sit-out uh, powerbomb has 100% success rate. The frog splash, you know, it does. Then Taven's in control for quite a bit. Yeah, he does a backbreaker right into a DDT for a near fall. Um, he, he does a couple of other moves, but eventually Roosh does get a bit of an advantage. He does a snapdragon, uh, snap German suplex. Um, he separates the like barriers, the barricade guardrails. Yeah. Like, split separates them. Uh, suplexes Taven onto the edge of one of them, which was fucking dangerous. But then I noticed that Matt Taven only really hit his legs. So like he's fine. Then just grabs a section of the metal barricade and just smashes Taven with it. And I was like, is this not a disqualification? No, man. Uh, Rouge starts pulling it. Like he has a cable. He wraps it around Taven's face and starts pulling at it. Uh, he hits a suplex on the announce table. It didn't break. Gary Sook and got it the fuck out of there, by the way. Also, it's the tiniest announce table I've ever seen in my life. It's Japanese table, man. It's tiny Japanese tables. It's Japanese table, man. Leave it alone. Uh, Roosh is fucking getting it at this point. That yeah. man's isn't his bag. At one point, he fakes out Taven uh, on his finisher, which is like a corner drop kick. Uh, just slaps Taven in the face and then goes off and does the tranquilo pose. I love it. He does a little, little like like backward scent on or, or somersault. It's great. Right in, it's good right shit, in the man. Tranquilo. It's good uh, shit. Roosh up top, drop kick from the top. On the outside, Roosh the drop kick off the apron. Then he goes for a top rope scent on, and there's no water in the pool. Taven manages to get away. Then Roosh hits like a double underhook. They call it a Jade Driller. Yeah, I was it's like Jay Briscoe's finisher. Uh, see, not no ROH guy. I don't know that shit. I was like, that move looks like it could kill people. It's, J- J- it's the J driller. It's a fucking pile driver. It's yeah. a double underhook pile driver. The idea of a Briscoe having a pile driver that like does not protect you at all makes total sense to me. <laughs> Especially J. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about the Briscoes, but I know that. That makes yeah, sense. Bris- I fucking love the Briscoe. I cannot wait to do a Briscoes episode. Briscoes might get a three parter. So many matches. Um, Taven, it's a shining wizard. Or running knee. I never know what to call it because it's not exactly a shining wizard. That one was a running knee. It wasn't quite the shining wizard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then he he follows that up with the with the climax. Roosh kicks out of it, and then we get mine and Evan's favorite things that happen in wrestling matches: a slap fight, just a fucking massive slap fight. Roosh with some Ruth. Roosh connects. He wants to be in the next Creed movie. Yeah, Roosh was like, this is for fucking crimes against Latinos, you piece of shit. Crime, crimes against Ring of Honor. Full Nelson suplex by Roosh, and then a spear by Taven. And this, again, this spear's not bad. Yeah, good for shit, a little, For a little guy. Uh, Taven hits two running knees. Roosh 
spits in his face. Yeah, Taven bends down to talk shit, and Roosh just spits at him from the ground. There's a series of moves, um, and then Taven gets up to the ropes. Uh, I don't know what the hell happens here, but he ends up in know, a tree of I don't know what he was position. going for, but yeah, that, Roosh just pulls him down. Yeah, he ends up in a tree of woe position. And that, that, I mean, listen, you can't end up in a tree of woe and expect Roosh to not capitalize on it. Roosh hits one running corner drop kick, goes back to the opposite corner, sets up, gets locked in, does his little bull setup because we all know he's the white bull. That's true. Runs straight to runs straight to Taven, who who's managed to get himself out of the tree of woe position, but is still just out of it. Yeah, kicks him right in the face. One, two, three. Roosh is the new Ring of Honor champion. Roosh should be Ring of Honor champion for a while because of the pandemic. Like, yeah. he just held on because he couldn't defend it. Um, I also find it funny, like, Roosh's finisher is an example of one of those things where it's like, when somebody ha- is like makes that their special move, they just do it better than everybody. Like, lots of people do that move. Lots of people do running dropkicks. But for some reason, Roosh has special powers with his dropkick. It's because, honestly... It's it's like crazy because I love his drop kicks because if you if you look at the way he does it he like flings his legs yeah, in a very unsafe yeah he flicks his feet a very unsafe way for the person taking it but it works because it's Roosh and he's awesome I'm gonna say my thoughts on Matt Taven first and this is I think why it's a little different you live the Matt Taven experience you yeah, were yeah. watching <laughs> I didn't so I objectively coming in I'm like this guy's a good worker. Like, I don't see, I don't get the the anger or anything for, like, this guy shouldn't be world champion or, like, I didn't see a lot. there was too much damn Mike, Matt Taven, man. I didn't see too a lot in terms of, like, this guy should definitely be a world champion. You know how sometimes you see a guy and you're like, that guy should be a world champion at some point. Like, yeah. the fact that from the, de- the moment he debuted, people were like, Biggie is going to be world champion at some point, right? Yeah. Like, they just knew, you just knew it, right? And there's a reason why Drew McIntyre was the chosen one. I don't see that with Taven, but I see a good worker. Like the matches were never bad. His work in them was always pretty good, but I could see it. If you're used to this guy being a certain level of the card, I could see it even being difficult when like he goes from being the tag team in the kingdom to being the unquestioned leader. People being like, you're in charge. Like yeah, you're like, in charge. You were the third guy. Not even you yeah. were the fourth person in this. That's group. like Ringo making new Beatles. And you're like, what? <laughs> you can't do that. So uh, being the objective outsider, like the matches are good. I think Taven's a really good worker. I think he'll have a role in AEW for sure. I don't really know where the kingdom fit into the uh, the tag scene, which is it's really ROH, full. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's ROH, yeah. But still, like there's just t- so many teams. Well, I mean, uh, what I think it's going to be is I think they team back up with Cole, and then I think they go after the Elite because that's, that's going to be but the But that's story. AEW. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, I mean that's that's AEW, and I think they it's gonna be. I mean, fucking FTR are also ROH, but they're yeah. also AEW. You know, like I think they'll just go back and forth. Uh, they'll have their AEW storylines when ROH is is present doing its thing. They'll probably have like I I don't think uh, that that team that fucking I don't even remember the 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 the, the Brian Cage collective that tag team. I don't yeah. think they're gonna end up taking the titles off of fucking FTR. No. At the the Ring of Honor show that's coming up in December, so I think that you know FTR are going to retain, and I think eventually they'll have the next program they'll have is probably with the Kingdom. You know? When do you think ROH TV will start again? 
I don't know, man. I don't think that they're going to have TV proper. I think they'll end up in a streaming service of some kind. Uh, Nothing wrong know. with that. Maybe they'll end up on fucking Paramount Plus. I don't know what the fuck the, the or HBO Max. I don't, yeah. I don't know what the deal is with. Uh, but I can see it TNT. where they like where they mix together ROH and AEW on like dark. You know what I mean? Like dark and yeah. whatever. You can have extra matches and then ROH fucking ROH. Uh, and 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 AEW fucking AR Fox had a match with Phoenix or Phoenix on uh, yes I saw that on, on Twitter Dark this past week that shit was incredible AR Fox is insane yeah. AR Fox is like thirty two years old <laughs> man he can do that thing that brother is so good and he has been good for a decade and he just deserves to be with a major promotion he just does what do you think going back and watching Matt Taven? Give me, Matt Taven is your- the fucking shit. Um, no, but I mean, look, objectively speaking, Matt Taven is fine. Matt Taven yeah. is fine. He's a he's a he's a decent worker. He's 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 you know he's a guy who's been put in prominent positions. Um, and I would say that he did not fail. Important you know? to not fail. Um, I don't think he hit anything out of the park. I, I think his his. But you his, need guys who get on base. Yeah, I think his world title run was a flop. Um, he He's a good utility player, but Matt Taven should never, ever be one of the prominent figures in your company. And unfortunately, Ring of Honor made him one. <laughs> right at the end, too. Right at the end. Speaking of the end, we're at the end of this podcast. Uh, you should follow the podcast on Twitter, at Crossbody of Work. You should follow me on Twitter, at It's Evan Gomes, I-T-S-E-V-A-N-G-O-M-E-S. Javi, where can people find you on Twitter? I'm on the Twitter machine at JMelo Sports. Sauce me follows. Also, be sure to check out Full Press Wrestling at FPC underscore wrestling on Twitter and fullpresswrestling.com. That's where we have all the links. ROH TV put up all of the matches that we covered this week. So they're all yeah. on YouTube. But if you want to just see them all, I would still say the one I would suggest is either the Fatal 4-Way or the uh, the Triple Threat Tag Match. Those are probably I would the top suggest two. we didn't actually get to talk about it. I like I mentioned the the Triple Threat Tag Match. I would say is the one that I would tell people to go watch because I think it's the most entertaining. But I think the best match of the bunch is that Fatal Four Way. That Fatal Four Way is crazy, and Taven does get a little bit of time to shine in that. But you also get to see Cody and Jay Lethal and Dalton Castle. Variety. It's the spice of life. Uh, also, go fullpressshop.com for the merch. Support the boys. Help us out. And wherever you're listening, be sure to leave us a five-star review. And be sure you are subscribed. It helps us out tremendously. We continue to hit new heights in year three of the pod. Coming up on our third anniversary in February. You yeah, know, man. doing thanks. Been doing this once a week for a long-ass time. Yeah, it's crazy. I have seen Evan more times in the last three years than I've seen a lot of people. That's It's true. It's true. <laughs> It's damn true. Uh, next week, oh, it's another three-parter, baby, and it's one I'm very excited about. Who are we covering next week, Javier? Next week, we are covering the one, the only, Mick Foley. God damn it, it's Mick Foley, and I'm so excited. I think we're dividing it differently. Normally, we do three-parters in terms of three distinct like eras, right? We start at the beginning, yes. we work our way to the end. I think with, with Mick Foley, we're going to do a Mankind episode a Cactus Jack episode, and like a Mick Foley slash Dude Love episode. So we're going to be yeah. all over the map. We're going to be everywhere. Um, next week's episode is going to be the many, it's going to cover many times, many, yes. many different years, many different eras. Uh, we're going to be mix mashing. We're going to be covering a lot of good shit. I'm very, very excited for it. Mick Foley is absolutely one of the best 
pro wrestlers in the history of this industry. And we finally get to cover him, and I can't wait to give him his moment. It's going to be very exciting. I fucking love Mick Foley. Yeah, like he McFoley's just, so and by all accounts, seems to be just like the most one of the most likable people in wrestling. Just like the best dude. Yeah, he's 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 cool Santa grandpa, but he also What's jumps that? off of shit. It's incredible. He's someone who's literally broke his body in order to provide entertainment to millions of people, and I hope that he knows that he it, it was it was fucking worth it because it was it was absolutely worth it. It was worth it, man. I I really wish that he didn't break his body. No, because that sucks. <laughs> but uh, it has happened, and unfortunately, we can't reverse that. So I, I want him to know I appreciate it, and I appreciate him. We we thank you for your service, Mick. Yes. That's <laughs> pretty much what it is. We're like, hey, thanks, man. Uh, and you, you, Evan, you know what that means now. I do know what it means. It means it's time for everyone's favorite part of the podcast. Javier, any final words for the people? This week on Life Advice with Javier, I don't actually have a segment. Like I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I usually come into this with an idea of what I'm going to say, but I'm actually going to do it on the fly. So this week, uh, I have like this weird like rash thing on my forehead, and it's one of those things where I know the issue. I'm treating the issue. I'm working on the issue. If your body has weird things, uh, go check it out. Like yeah. you know, if you if you have this weird growth on your back. Yeah, get that checked out. Could be cancerous. If you've got this weird rash going on your face, get that checked out. Could be psoriasis or some sort of uh, of some some sort of skin disease that you don't know about that you're just putting off because you don't know what it is. If you've got acne, then you know what, just go get that checked out because you know if you don't know skincare very well, as unfortunately you know I I, I don't know as much either. I just kind of rely on my girlfriend for that one. Uh, go 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 do your thing. Go get yourself checked out, people. Take care you know, of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your chicken. Um, and, and, you know, you, you just got to go go get a cancer screening. Go get some blood drawn. Go go do something. Especially if you, you know, that we just had an entire pandemic. If you went through this entire pandemic without going to the doctors and, and maybe you're, you, you haven't been back since like 2019 or before that, definitely go. Go get yourself checked out. I'm not telling you to go to the dentist. I haven't been to the dentist since like 2018. Is that a problem? Probably. Do I care? No, I have great teeth. Um, <laughs> I have great teeth. I floss every day. I, I do it. I, I freaking I, I do all the brushing twice a day. I do mouthwash. I'm, my teeth are good. Uh, but anyway, floss every day. Yeah, floss every day. Good for you. I use placards though. I don't use like the actual like little the string itself. Still, man, like that's impressive. Yes, I recommend water picks for everyone. I don't yes. have one. Yes. But I, I, I really should am going to get one as soon as I go to Target or Walmart next. Um, but yeah, go get yourself checked out. It's good for you. It's good to be up to date on your health. Because you know what? At the end of the day, we have three things in this world. Our health, the people that matter to us, and our own fucking ment- mentals. <laughs> so go get yourself checked out, man. Really landed the plane at the end there. Look at you. All right. Next week, we start McFoley. I don't know which which gimmick we're starting with, but goddamn, it's going to be a fun time no matter what we start with. Thanks for listening to us talk about Matt Taven. We're back next week. See you then.
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.